We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Good morning. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready. Clark Ford Studio today. Yay, more NIL talk, more uh, going on with paper play and laws and all kind of stuff. So we'll uh, we'll do our best to uh, break that down a little bit today, at least with the uh, NCAA memo said, and set up the uh, the sides that seem pretty destined for a fight right now. Um, so we'll get more on that from other people as the week goes on. But you get us today talking about that, get a uh, data-driven top 25, maybe the most uh, late-June content there is, but we'll go that a little bit and then some uh, other things as well here with you guys this morning thanks to everybody in the stream already and thanks to everybody who checks out the oxford exxon every single day blue sky location here in oxford highway six west ribs lunch specials clean convenience store and much more good beer selection tons of options there at blue sky here locally and remember if you're in uh, brookhaven or clinton get the donuts homemade every single morning a lot of flavors, a lot of variety, a lot of selection there at those two locations. Again, it's uh, the Blue Sky location in Brookhaven and Clinton, and then uh, here in Oxford, ribs, lunch specials, and more. Again, it was in the Clark Ford studio. I am. Uh, Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product uh, you're interested in. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. Get your quote. And uh, you can do with it what you will. You can use it as a uh, base to shop around. That's fine. Or uh, you can do what I've done. What I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900 is the number. Corey and the people at Clark Ford want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy, and they'll prove it to you when you call that number. So, again, 662-257-1900. Guest join on the MyPerfectFranchise.net hotline. If you're a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands, if you're an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify, Andy Ludicky can help. He is a guy who owns multiple franchises and businesses. He uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You have nothing to lose. 
Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or contact Andy at andy at myperfectfranchise.net or 404-973-9901. couple comments in the stream. Yeah, thoughts with everybody who uh, knew Ryan Mallett, the former Arkansas-Michigan quarterback, now a coach in Arkansas passing away. Um, as he uh, drowned in the Destin area, in the uh, in the waters just off the beaches there in Destin. Uh, if you're going, if you're in, in all seriousness, if you're headed out, be really, really careful. The the, the, the tides are apparently awful uh, right now. I saw that the message board was talking about it. There've been multiple drownings, a lot of people being rescued over the last several days as all the flags have been out. So yeah, if you're if you're headed to the beach, be be really, really careful with the water. Just a, just a tragedy. We. You know, avoided that, it looks like, with Peyton Hillis. He says, like, he's recovered pretty well when he um, was saving uh, his the, the two children from drowning recently uh, off the coast. But Ryan Mallett passing away yesterday, uh, 35 years old, I think, is what I, what I saw there. I, I think so. I think so. Mallet. Yeah, I think so. People, people forget how good he was, um, especially at Arkansas, some of the numbers that he put up. And then he stuck around in the NFL for a, a good while, had, I think, eight or nine NFL starts was a backup for several years for NFL teams. Um, really well thought of. I saw where uh, former Ole Miss running back Brandon Bolden was one of the people that, that oh, talked about him. Yeah. Brandon and, and Ryan were roommates at their first training camp in New England. Oh, I did not see that. Yeah. Okay. Um, did you see yesterday, or I guess I saw it this morning, it happened last week, uh, New Jersey, the only state in the country, Neil, that you still cannot pump your own gas. You need an attendant to pump your gas for you in the state of New Jersey, as Oregon has finally allowed the good people in the uh, in the state of Oregon to, to, to fuel their own vehicles moving forward. But New Jersey, no go. Sorry. <clears throat> I, I, I did not know that was a, still a thing in any state. I mean, what or, 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 what are we concerned about here? What is the problem? I don't. I don't know. And I, frankly, given how hard it is to find people to work, I'm surprised you can find people that will pump the gas. Yeah, I mean, I. I mean, I remember attendance at gas stations. I'm, I'm just young, just old enough, I guess, would be the term, the way to phrase that. That I do recall that, but it's been years. I couldn't tell you the last time. I went to a full service gas station. No, I can remember as a kid, full serve and self serve. You had sides, even. Yeah, you could yeah. go here, go here, wherever you wanted yeah. to do. Well, and I can remember well, there was one place in Ruston that you would get gas that was full serve, self serve, and you had to wait in line for the self serve. And so sometimes you just wanted to go to the full serve and pump your damn gla- gas and get out, but it was more expensive, so you didn't. But no, more I, expensive. I, full serve was more expensive. Yeah, you paid for the you paid for the service of someone washing oh, your. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. See, I didn't recall that. I thought you still you had an option, but you no, really? no, it's more expensive because they you know clean your windshield and all that stuff. Check your oil. Okay. It's a different time, different, simpler time. I mean, Hardman says, surely you've seen videos of idiots trying to fill up their cars. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I have, but I'm still like in society we should be trusted to be able to do that I, I just i feel like that's something you go you know what if you're if you got here in your vehicle then yeah like how much more expensive see every saying way more expensive like what are we talking about like i mean if if if, if self-serve was a dollar what was full serve I, I'm, I'm blown away right now I, i'm oh it's like not like a buck if, if self-serve was a dollar full serve was like a buck 25 
you, you paid for someone to check your oil and clean your windshield and pump your gas and run your credit card and the whole deal. I mean, you didn't do anything. You just chilled. Kind of chilled for a minute because you didn't have a cell phone. You just relaxed. It's not like now where you, you know, you in the bank line, you, you see the people in the bank line and they're, they're like literally, you know, making everybody's on their phones the whole time, whole time. Back then, it was just you chilled, a little, a little cooler, a little calmer. Different, different day. So you like this? No, I didn't. I, I don't dislike it, but I mean, I, no, I, I don't mind that you give the choice to people. I mean, if you were an older person back then and you maybe didn't want to get out of your car and have to do all that, and there was someone to do it for you, cool. Okay. So be it. That's fine. I guess it actually was cost effective for the gas station though because at that increased price you're paying for the guy to stand there and do it yeah of course you're paying for you're a making ser- more money than whatever his hourly salary is it's paying for a service i remember that i think at least the last place in amory that had this i recall that during the summer you could also buy fruit like watermelons or something while they did the self-serve or the full serve like so they do the oil, put the gas in, and then they had like a big truck over there, and you still you could go like grab a watermelon off the hmm. off the truck or whatever you want. I don't recall that, but sure. <laughs> I doubt that's going on in, in in New Jersey, but point stands. Yeah, I just yeah. Randall says there's an attendant pump station in my town. It's only a couple cents higher. It's usually in line with everyone else. Fascinating. I don't know. I'm just. We think about Ryan Seacrest hosting Wheel of Fortune moving forward, Mr. McCurdy. I know you're an avid American Idol fan from way back, seen every episode. How are we feeling about Seacrest? Well, I'm today years old when I learned this. Um, my wife, Laura, is a huge Wheel of Fortune fan, literally watches it every night at 630. Um, sure. It's fine. <laughs> He'll, it is one of the best jobs in the world. Um, Pat Sajak, I mean, I, I, I knew that they didn't record daily and you obviously had tons of free time, but I don't know that I knew exactly just how limited this schedule is. They do six episodes a day for four days a month. So they do 288 episodes in 48 days and Pat Sajak made $14 million a year. Yeah. I mean, it's a great it's a great gig, and and he was really good at it, and people liked him, and they watched it. And Vanna White, all she had to do was talk a little bit at the beginning, walk over to the thing, flip the letters, and then talk at the end for ten seconds, and smile. Yeah, that's a deal. Herdman says it here, and it's where I was going next. I don't understand. She should fire every agent she's ever had. Vanna White has not had a raise in eighteen years. Vanna White makes three million dollars a year. Okay. It will <clears throat> Again. Now, come on. 18 nope. years. Nope. I don't care what you're doing. If you've been doing it that long and you are, all I have to say is Vanna. And you know exactly what I'm doing. There is name recognition. She should have gotten a raise in the last 18 years. I get it. And I'm with you. The only thing I'm going to say is if you're Vanna and you're thinking about th- this and you go, I'm making $3 million. If I go ask for more, what if they go, nah, you know what? We're going to go hire a younger hotter letter turner and pay you're them. You're saying the thing is to take your $3 million and be happy about it and be a good soldier and know you've got one of the best gigs in the world. Yeah, I'm saying maybe just don't look the gift horse in the mouth. Just just take, okay. just roll. 
You work 48 days. You just flip letters. You don't have to say anything. You just have to smile. Yeah, I don't know that I'm asking for a whole lot in addition to that. I'm, I'm, I might be good. Six figures per workday. So yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. I just, just saying, eighteen years feels like a long time. Feels like a really long time. Don't know what Seacrest is going to make. Haven't seen anything about his salary, but I, I, I'll tell you. This number surprised me in a way. So this shows you there are so many more options than there used to be. Because in the 80s, Will of Fortune did 40 million viewers a night. 40 million. Yeah. In the 1980s. Mm -hmm. But still today, with everything we have going on and all the streaming and all this stuff and this being on on, on broadcast networks, 8.6. 8.6 million a night is a big number. It's a huge number. I mean, I mean that's a that's a haul. CNN and Fox and stuff would kill for that number. Anybody would kill for that, hundred percent. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, it's a good show. It's, it's 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 simple. It's it's easy. It's quick. You can play along. You can get frustrated at the idiot that can't solve the puzzle that's right in front of them. And you can do that deal where you're like, oh man, I would I would so win if I did this. Which is what Laura says daily. Oh, really? Oh, Let's yeah. Get, get her on the show. Let's get her on the I mean, she's good at it. She'll solve the puzzle really quick. How do you rank Jeopardy, Price is Right, Will of Fortune? I mean, I prefer Jeopardy and then Will of Fortune and then Price of Right. So, yeah. I'm, I'm not a big price of price is right person but i i get its appeal as a kid i mean i in the summer if it was on nine in the morning I'd, I'd watch some of it former rivals employee won that one time ron abraham that covered usc oh really us way back in the day he won he, he won prices right yeah uh dan wikey was out there with him like one of the ones jumping around after he won in the studio or whatnot oh that's <laughs> cool yeah that was the thing back in the day i had a i had a cousin <laughs> Uh, my cousin Cindy was the first person called up at the beginning of the show, and she never got off contestant really? row. Yeah, went oh, that went over six. Never got to spin yeah. the wheel. I, I got really irrationally frustrated the night. I don't know what was on television before this because I did. I was not watching for this show but before I went to bed a couple of days ago. Uh, the weakest link was on with Jane Lynch and whatever. And yeah. Uh, they asked fairly basic trivia questions for the entirety of the show. And the first person who got voted off as the weakest link, the, uh, the question was um, in wouldn't and couldn't, what letter has been removed by the apostrophe? And they missed it. And I went, oh, my God. I, 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 you, should, you shouldn't have been allowed to travel there in whatever means that took. You should just have to go away right now. And have to answer some questions. I mean, he I said in. I would, I went, no, hold on. The end is right there. Yeah, the end's it's on the screen. It's there in front of you. <laughs> right there. Like, the apostrophe is replacing a letter. Which letter is it? Not in. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, yeah. Pri- 
I get, is right was only good when you were missing school for being sick or something, but you weren't really that sick, and you were more than happy to watch Price is Right at 10 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. All good. Yeah. Showdown, Plinko. Let's, let, let, let's do this thing. Come on down. I liked the 64, was it $64,000 pyramid or whatever? Yeah, I think the the price has changed over time, but yeah. yes, I, I understand what you. I love what, that. What I love that game. Um, I used to like uh, the match game, and I liked as a kid. I liked Family Feud when, when Richard Dawson was doing it. Oh, I, I always liked that. I guess Steve Harvey does it now. He does good too. Yeah, I, Steve's good. He's I, funny. I, I, I like Steve. I like Family Feud. Yeah, uh, good point. The stream, the documentary about the guy that's won prices right with perfect bids multiple times is interesting. Yeah, there's a couple of those documentaries about game shows where people have spent so much time to hack them in different ways. That is, it's 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 feels like a waste of talent, but sure. You feel really sorry for them in a way, but then you're almost like, I'll be damned, huh? Yeah, I get it. I'm 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 in. Tell me more. Let me hear all of it. It's all good. So. Anyway. Oh, I do like I do all like right. press press your luck. I do like that show with the whammies. I, yeah, I never that that was never a thing. Really I like I like the whammy. He's he's kind of funny. I'm I'm really? I'm pretty simple apparently. <laughs> yeah, I, pretty I'm, I'm easily entertained. So we'll dive in. Well, this will go into the next segment too. Oh, and by I, the way, by the way, since we're talking about recommendations, uh, I started yesterday on the treadmill. I started the Netflix documentary about this Challenger disaster. Holy hell, man. How did you choose that? I don't know. I, I was interested in it, and, and holy you hell. You never pick stuff that's like that. What are you doing? I don't know, but holy hell. I mean, they just literally just kind of threw caution to the wind. There were, there were people there that were telling them, it's going to explode. This is a problem, and it's going to explode. And, so- and sure enough. It's crazy. So why did they do it? Money. But but hold on. Money. They they did it because they were making money and they did it because they 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 were getting all this publicity and they needed to keep going even though they had a problem and they knew they had a problem. It's crazy. Just fix it and do it later. I mean <laughs> So this is NASA? Yeah. Totally. That screwed it up? Oh, 100%. Were the astronauts aware? I think they knew there were potential problems, but I think they were kind of reassured that they had it under control. It was, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, it's. Because somebody says like the Titanic sub, and again, tragedy of all tragedies, but. There is a difference between, hey, crazy entrepreneur entertainment guy and NASA. I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the burden of well, being I, ready is much higher with our spaceship with NASA, or at least by God, it should be. If two people are telling you something and one is is this guy who's like, hey, you can jump in this like van here. We're going to go down with this Nintendo controller and go see the Titanic. I mean, part of me goes, I don't know, man. That kind of kind of feels fishy. But if NASA goes, oh, they were going to go up in this rocket, it's good. Okay, well, but hey, look, these days, trust trust government entities at your own volition. Go for it. 
you just, I guess in some ways you can, again, I mean, as Sammy says, it's a space travel. You're never a hundred percent sure of anything, but if, if, as you're relaying it to me, that level of worry would seem to be, hold on a minute. I mean, yeah, they, they knew, on. they knew they had a specific problem and basically just ignored it. And that is the problem. That yeah. That's what got it. Well, that's terrible. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to watch this. Brilliant people died. You might as well rewatch Breaking Bad if you're going to do that. And they were telling us stories about who these people were and how hard it was to get to that place and all that. It was wild. I mean, just unbelievable. Anyway, sorry. I've been, no, no, you're good. I've, I've been getting chills from reading about some of the people who turned down the seats on this submersible that didn't go on the trip. Um, Fame YouTube guy, Mr. Beast, said he had a seat if he wanted it. Um, there was a father's son, maybe that lived in Vegas, that had gone way down the road with the guy and talked about it. And the kid, the, the son was basically like, hey, I got a couple issues here that we just can't get through. Can we not do this? And the dad listened to him, and they ended up not going. The, um, the, the father's son that were on the submersible that passed away were the ones that took their seats oh. down the road. And, you know, and – there were several family members who had t- said that the kid was terrified, but went along with it because the, it was for father's day for his father. Um, but the, he had had major reservations with it. Yeah. One of the things that he used to talk himself into it was that he was going to break some sort of a root, some sort of Rubik's cube record underneath the sea or something. Oh, really? Some obscure deal. Yeah. Okay. And the Just, the other members of the family were on the boat. They were gonna, you know, they they saw them off and were gonna greet them when they came back up. And obviously, they didn't. Yeah, I mean, I, one of my mailbag questions is: Would you have been interested in that? And the answer is, if, if it were free, and the answer is no. I mean, I, I I'm I'm not. I don't think I'm that big of a risk taker. I, I'm not. Yeah, a, that just didn't feel right. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm I'm out. As I think you said that first day, I don't think you could have paid me a sum of money to go. Mm-mm. I, I just forget paying for it. I mean, I, I, I'm not. I'm not judging the dead here at all. No, it's a tragedy. But I, I'd like to think that I would have looked at it and said, "No, that doesn't look." As an adult, I would. I think I would have looked at it and said that 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 there's too much risk here. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that video about the? corrosion on the screws and the way that it probably happened. Did you see that? I did not. It was going all over the internet. It was a guy talking about how what they made the submersible out of is very strong, but it's also very brittle. And there was some different things that would have caused at that pressure and sea level, essentially the bolts and screws that had it attached to be, to turn some level of corrosive and it would eventually potentially snap, which is what happened that allowed pressure in and caused it to implode, I guess would be the word. So a a lack of maintenance. uh, Well, and, and frankly a bad design. I mean, yeah, a straight bad design from the materials used were not, you know, I mean, it, it, it literally would take something like whatever they've done to do those huge research projects for me to even think about it. The big submarines were, Hey, we're all in this and we know this is what this does and here's why and all this. Yeah. So, you know, just, 
yeah, terrible. I mean, I, yeah, carbon fiber is what somebody said. Yeah, I think that's right. So, okay, uh, we will talk about NIL after uh, after the break. Another day of NIL. So excited. <laughs> Neil's excited. We've got Betty ready to uh, go into it for one more podcast, and it definitely won't be the last one. But before we do that, I'll tell you about GNM Pharmacy 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area and the upper med scene. Your prescriptions the same day each month. Take care of you. I had some delivered just yesterday. Great service there with GNM or Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs. And if you're at a big box pharmacy, you want to uh, get it switched over, you make one phone call. They take care of everything else. They get it going for you. Again, that is with GNM and Tyson Drugs. Just give them a call. 662-236-2222. Crazy Rob's Air Conditioned Superstores have the best fireworks selection in North Mississippi. Crazy Rob's has locations in Oxford at 863 Highway 6 West, in Batesville at 650 Highway 6, and in Senatobia at the intersection of I-55 and Highway 4. Pass those hot tents right on by because Crazy Rob's has the best prices and all the really big stuff. Crazy Rob's stores are three to five times larger than the tents um, with ten times the selection. Prices are uh, much less than the tents. And just as importantly, the uh, fireworks are not in the elements, which guarantees optimal performance. Crazy Rob's has TV scanners so you can see what items uh, do before you buy them. So you know exactly what the firework does. It's worth driving a few more minutes just to see what they have to offer. The owners are uh, all Ole Miss grads as well. So make the drive and become a backyard hero at Crazy Rob's Fireworks. If they don't have it, it ain't legal. Uh, We're also brought to you by Lake Hill Motors, Corinth, Mississippi. Check out their zero-turn Bobcat mowers. They have a complete line of mowers ranging from the entry-level residential ZT2000 with a cutting speed of 7 miles per hour to the top of the line, commercial ZT7000 with a mowing speed of 13 miles per hour. All Bobcat mowers come with the trademarked tough deck cutting system constructed with heavy gauge fabricated steel for durability and improved vacuum lift, providing a reliable, perfectly manicured finish every time. The Bobcat line is priced below MSRP. It comes with a three-year warranty, and currently Bobcat is offering 0% financing for 60 months or up to $2,000 cash discounts for cash purchases or financing at regular rates. Also, you get $100 off if you mention that you heard about it on the podcast. So uh, contact Michael McCullough in Corinth at 662-871-6918 or visit him in person, 2003 Highway 72 East Annex in Corinth. Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with a taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, and voodoo shrimp. Plus, enjoy fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. You can order online at walkons.com or on their convenient Walk-Ons app. The College Corner is your one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Just go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. They have a location coming to Oxford soon as well. The largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, but the same great people, products, and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. 
podcast also brought to you by Northeast Spark. Two packages available, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's anyspark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, portal controls, network security, and much more. So again, the best internet in Lafayette County, as well as parts of Union and Pontotoc counties. For those who previously did not have internet, again, that is 662-238. Three one five nine. I swear I'm going to get to NIL in a second, but I I, I did not know this. Um, I'm just scrolling Twitter. I'm apparently kind of ADD today, and I'm having a hard time concentrating. Uh, I see on the internet, so this must be true, but it looks like it probably is. Um, Dolly Parton. I know we're way off here. Just give me a second. Wrote, "I will always love you and Jolene on the same night." And when the first one was on the charts, Elvis wanted to record his own version of the song, but the deal was if Elvis recorded one as a cover, he got half the rights to it in the future and you did not retain all the rights. She said no, even though it was Elvis when uh, Whitney Houston came through and obviously did a very, very famous cover of the song. Uh, she got the money for that and that allowed her to buy Dollywood. Oh. Yeah. Again, no idea. Just reading off the internet. But if, if true, the more you know. Here's that. She's apparently very bright is what I've heard about her. Like very savvy, very bright. That was a strong move on her part. But it took some, yeah, buzz off Elvis. Yeah. Keeping, my, keeping my rights. She, that's pretty strong to write those two songs in one night. That's a big night. That's a big night. It's a good night. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not bad. I mean, Sebastian Stallone wrote, wrote, wrote Rocky over like a weekend. Yeah, I, mean, I can see it. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, much as I love it, it's not exactly the most complicated storyline. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, so anyway. All right. Uh, I don't know why I'm putting this off because I really don't want to talk about it, I guess. But here we go. Yeah. So, the reason is because we, we hate this now. We, we've, we've both, yeah. just so you know, behind the scenes, we despise this topic. We hate it with a passion. That is as bright as a thousand suns. I think we're so sick of this topic. And I know we're all going to talk about it. We're going to keep talking. It, it's these, it, we have to talk about it. Everyone talks about it. I wonder if all the other people who talk about it hate it as much as we hate it. I, I've, I have grown to detest it. The only thing that I like about this topic here is that I sort of saw this coming and have been talking about it for a while. Because for sure. I just... I, logically, nothing else made sense than, and, and let me let me phrase this correctly, than the NCAA having this reaction. That's that, that's what I mean by it. Is that wh- whatever comes to be in fruition, I have no idea. I mean, it, it's going to go to the courts, but I'm not at all shocked that this is the next step. The NCAA national office uh, sending out a memo this week, part of the memo saying that uh, reminding, I think it's, I think it was a reminder is how they phrased it, but that. Uh, its rules governing college athletics should supersede state laws that contradict them, um, is the way they put it. Quote, the association has been clear. I love how they call themselves the association, by the way. <laughs> One of my favorite things. Yeah. Uh, the association has been clear and maintains that schools must adhere to NCAA legislation or policy when it conflicts with permissive state laws. In other words, if state law permits something institutional, inst- permits certain institutional action, and NCAA legislation prohibits the same action. Institutions must follow NCAA legislation. 
Um, obviously, this is coming in the wake of NIL and all the states talking about what can you do with your collectives or not your collectives and all that stuff. This is where this has come from. Um, the memo goes on to say NCAA rules are adopted by member schools. It's not fair to those schools who follow the rules to not enforce rules against those who choose not to do so. Schools who do not like the application of a particular rule should work through the NCAA governance process to change the rule. Unless and until the membership changes a particular rule, all schools, as part of a voluntary membership, are required to comply. Their stance is simply that there's lots of things that are not uh, law um, or that, you know, that, that are law that they still have different views on. They talk about marijuana use, gambling, all these things that a citizen could do that are not legally um, outlawed. Because their argument would be, okay, what if a legislative process said, you know what, nope, it is legal for all of our athletes in Arkansas or Tennessee or Mississippi or wherever to be on steroids? What if that's completely legal? What if that's fine? We'll just say it's legal. Cool. I don't care what you say NCAA. Our guys can be juiced up to hell and back. That's the argument. Right, wrong, or indifferent, that, that, that is what the NCAA is saying. Um, the story from The Athletic today quoting uh, Ross Bjork to ESPN this week. The state law is going to govern how we do business. We will continue to communicate with NCAA on a variety of matters. But in terms of this, the state law will reign. I love Ross, but boy, Ross has done some flipping. Because when when Ross was at Ole Miss, he was like, NCAA, we follow the rules. That is a good point. Now we're middle fingering now. Now in Texas, it's like, hey, hey, buzz off, NCAA. State rule says, hey, look. You, you and I have talked about this before. I think it's why yesterday when this came out, at first, I was like, why is everybody so worked up about this? Like Everybody was tweeting about it, going wild. And I was like, to myself thinking, we've known this day was coming. If you're the NCAA and all these schools are going to you, among others, and going, do something, damn it. The NCAA goes, well, this is the only card we have. This is it. I mean... Their playbook has one play in it. So you're going to run the one play. It's not like a 600-page playbook. It's one page. Here's your play. You say, hey, look, I don't really care what your state rules are. You're part of the association. You voluntarily agreed to the rules that are governed by you in the association, and those rules are the rules. Now, does the NCAA truly believe that? that to be the case or is this just them throwing a hail mary i don't know the answer to that but i mean i I don't the outrage that some have expressed at the ncaa for this kind of falls on deaf ears because i'm like well that that's all if if they're going to remain viable in any shape form or fashion this is what they have to do and the answer is i don't think they're going to remain viable but i do think what's going to happen now is so we're going to find out whether this is just rhetoric in June from the NCAA or whether they're going to come down and try to drop the NCAA hammer on a big fish. Texas A&M would be a big fish. For, for, for a collective or in an athletic department being too closely aligned. Yes. And for, you know, hey, we told you you couldn't make, you couldn't give loyalty points or Aggie Bucks or whatever the hell they call it at Texas A&M. We, we told you you can't do that as part of NIL. You're 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 too intertwined. You're not separated. You're you're very clearly working in unison, even though they're all working in unison. I mean, they are. 
Logically, everyone knows that they're working in unison. But they're flaunting it. And so does the NCAA try to come drop the hammer, the NCAA hammer on Texas A&M. And if they do, the collective at Texas A&M is going to sue the NCAA and it's going to go into a court in Texas. And at some point, it's going to go to an appellate court. And I, and I guess conceivably, and I don't, I'm not enough of a legal scholar to know how long this would take or whether this would work. Or I, I guess conceivably, at some point, it goes to the highest court. And they make a ruling on it, and that becomes some form, some form of, of change or, or not. I, I don't know. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen, but this is all the NCAA can do. And you know what the collectives are going to do, because if the collectives go, oh, you're right, NCAA, well, they, they eliminate themselves. So they're going to fight back. And they're all saying, you know, what state law versus NCAA rules. And the NCAA's argument is pretty simple. It's you don't have to be a part of this. You can quit. You can drop out. I mean, the thing is, the NCAA's case is not bad here. I mean, it's a hell of a because it's the only thing they have, but I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it, it, it totally makes sense. And the, and the collective... What is crazy about it is you talked about the reaction from the public or the social media mobs or the, the media or whatever. It more shows the underscoring thought of, oh my God, like seriously, it doesn't matter what it is or what its logical sense. If you do anything that even sort of looks like you're against the player, it is like chaos right now. Yes. It's like, my God. Yeah, it, it's why... It's like this, can we step back and slow down a little bit? Like... Do you people understand this was very logical? There's nothing about the, even, even, I mean, you know, Walker, whoever would still look at it, nod their head, go, yeah, duh, that was next. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, this isn't, but this is why Chase, nothing about this that is breaking. This is why I I tell, you know, Tyler and I do our show, and, and Tyler's argument from a logical standpoint is one million percent right. You have to change one thing, and this will slow it all down and, 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 and bring sanity to it, and that's eliminate the transfer. Go back to the old transfer rules. If you do that, you're probably good. You can pay the players all you want to pay them, but it'll stop all the tampering. It would stop all the craziness. It would calm it down. But look at the reaction to this yesterday, which really threatened to take nothing away from players. It was chaos. The, the, the truth is, I just think, it's not, I shouldn't say truth. It's not truth. It's, it's an opinion. My, my opinion is that while I agree with Tyler completely, and I think you agree with Tyler completely. I've heard you say it. I, do. yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. The backlash to that is just so visceral that I don't think anybody's got the stomach for it to be the bad guy. Not today. Not in this. Not in this world. I mean, I'm not getting political, but I mean, look at look at what some of the stuff that we do today compared to like 20 years ago. We want everyone to feel safe. You're not taking. You're not yeah, taking. Like, like, that's what I'm say. It's cultural. I think that's the word I would use. Yes, you're not taking anything. You're, you're just not going to take it away from players. You're not going to say, hey. If you want to transfer from Wake Forest to Ole Miss, great. But you got to sit a year at Ole Miss. No. Players are going to say that's not fair. And the the public's going to go wild. 
and say that's that's wrong. The coaches are making nine million dollars. The players should be able to do whatever they want to do. All that stuff. And in many ways, Chase, they have a point. Like if you're a regular student at Wake Forest in, in, in economics, for example, and you want to transfer to Ole Miss, well, you don't have to sit out a year at, at – you don't have to go to Ole Miss for a year and not take any economics courses. No, you can transfer. So I, I, I don't I – don't, That's the counter to it. You're not a regular student. You're getting $70,000 a year in aid that other kids aren't getting for what you do. I get it. I mean – I know, but – you're not. I mean, right? I, you, I mean, nobody yeah. said you can't transfer and not play and be an economic student. Feel free. Right. I, I'm with you. I, I'm just telling you. I don't think anyone's going to have the stomach for it to change it. And the further we go down the road with it, the harder it's going to be to change it. And nobody's even touching that publicly right now. And what we have, and what, teams, and what we have, and no one. A few people like Ross and some of those, Ross Dellinger, I should say, and some of those people have kind of written about it, but not enough people are talking about it. What you have is literally representatives of a school calling players or people close to the players and saying, hey, I know you're not in the portal. You haven't even announced your intention to transfer, but if you transferred here, we'd give you this. Another, mm-hmm. another. this ain't pro sports. Literally two NBA teams lost second-round draft picks for tampering. There's a penalty. There's no penalty for tampering. It's, I mean, it's the one thing the NCAA probably could enforce, but they have no ability to get people's phone records or whatever. It's, it's, it's not going to happen. So unless you record it, Unless there's a recording of it that proves that Minnesota State Tech A and M's coach called the guy at South Dakota A and M Tech and said, "Hey, I'll pay you a hundred thousand dollars if you'll transfer here," nothing's going to happen. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But this is headed to a court, a, a court case, and I, I I don't know. And I guess at some point we'll get some legal scholars on who can say, "Hey, well, this is probably what the ruling will be," and we'll go from there. I I don't but know. I mean, where the NCAA is one hundred percent right, and it's why a lot of schools have been very careful to not do this because of it. And you just let A and M sit there on a thing. Is that it is a hundred percent not fair for A and M and some other schools to give priority points. For NIL dollars. It's 100% not fair. 
Sure. And that is a completely different rule than is at most place. Sure. Places. Grind says, I think what saves the sport would be the universities actually doubling down on uh, being a part of the NCAA. If they choose to leave, they believe it will get worse. All right. Grind's doing, is he, is he, is he misusing? It's, he's misusing yeah, yeah, yeah. a part put, and a part. Put a space there. Yeah. Put yeah. A space there. Okay. So. I'm a little confused. So he's saying he thinks the universities will double down on being involved. He's saying that in what you're doing when you separate is allowing whatever is going on now to get a thousand times worse. If that's even possible. The part that Where you I, have no chance of restriction. The part that I don't know legally you have all these people that say the big two are going to break away and form a separate entity. In that entity, do you still have Title IX? Or do you break away and just make it essentially semi-pro, make it almost like a European soccer where you're a club? But again, if you do that, you're, I mean, unless you're just killing every sport or making every other sport on campus a club sport, I don't know how you do that. I don't know. I mean, I mean, you would have to make, if you broke away, you could break away and basically just form a club and pay the players as employees of the club. And you just would lose. What are you doing with every sport? Well, I, I guess at that point you just go, hey, we're going to be NAIA and everything else. I, I don't know. Beats me. It's, it's, it's where, it's the part of this that, it's just spun out of control, predictably, as Tyler said. Everyone, anyone involved in it knew this was where this would go because the part that I think got underestimated was just how competitive these people are. The people that are running these collectives, for the most part, are people who are deeply affiliated with the universities from an emotional standpoint. The winning and losing of their alma mater really matters to them. And so it's just because everyone's looking for an edge. And if you can find an edge, you use it. I mean, there's a part of it. It's it's why there's a, there's a part of me that, I mean, look, I I, I laugh at Texas A&M and all that stuff. But on the other hand, I'm like, well, you know. A lot of the reason the other people are pissed off about it is because they, they either they know they can't do it or they didn't think to do it. Well, right now they're going, hey, I don't want to jump into that boat because what if? Yeah. So what if the NCAA comes down and hammers them and the ruling of, of, of a court is, well, you know, you did voluntarily sign up for their deal. There's nothing the state can do about it. What are the odds of that? I have no idea. I'm not illegal. The odds of a Texas court ruling in favor of the NCAA against Texas A&M, I would, I would guess, are pretty, pretty slim. Yeah, because it's been what Grind goes on goes. If they break away, would A&M even agree to similar NCAA regulations? They and the other big boys prefer an open market. Well, okay, but you know, a completely open market benefits like four schools. That's it. So why in the world would 61 other schools or 20 other schools or whatever even sign up to play in that game? You know what I mean? Like that's the problem with forming something else too is the rule that needs to be for Iowa State is completely different than the rule for Georgia. Yeah. So 
just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Well, it, it's because the, the the design of what it was supposed to be has already just completely. You been, mean what was never going to be? Yeah, Sorry. but but the rules, if you will, that were put in place for NIL were broken so quickly and so severely, so fast that here we are. This is kind of the wild west right now, and I don't I don't know that there's any dialing it back. I. I just don't think there is. I, I don't, I don't, th- again, not to be repetitive, I don't think anyone has the stomach to be the guy or the entity that goes, hey, this is crazy. We got to do this. And to do this, we've got to take some, quote, rights, end quote, away from players. At some point, it's about self preservation. If you don't make a hard decision, you blow it all up. That's where we're headed. I mean, look, I'll say this privately. People like you and me look at all this and go, boy, I tell you what, man, we're a few years away from maybe having to do something different. I I mean, that's what I think. It's what you think. It's what I mean. I've talked to, there are younger people out there that are going, this is there. I know some people that are younger people that cover college sports that are desperately trying to get into a pro sports beat because they think it's a safer landscape. I mean, yeah, like I talked to someone yesterday who said, hey, you know, I think we underestimate how much really rich people love their school winning. And I'm like, that's cool. I get it. But what about just the common fan? I don't know about them. It's the, I, it's I, the I, mid-level fan. That's I, the one that's killed, the mid-level fan. You know, the common fan that does nothing but just follow a team, he can just follow a team. It's that dude who budgets money to donate. It's that dude who ha- who decides on the season tickets for that second sport and that third sport or not. That it's a decent sized group there that potentially grows into a much larger donor one day as they accumulate money and wealth or whatever yeah. as they get older and older and older. It's that guy because that's the guy that's probably more willing when he's sixty five to give the big money. Is the guy who when he was forty had a little cash and he made sure, hey, I'm going to budget. 20 grand of this or that or whatnot and what that looks like. I mean, there's, it, it, it's, it's, it's back to that conversation a few weeks ago when I had a buddy send me that text and talk about all the, the decisions that he kind of makes and the frustration and the, and the loss of the, the mid-level fan. I mean, I saw a story yesterday, I think it was on three to give it credit um, where and I think Walker was quoted um, about donor fatigue and what donor fatigue looks like and how you get around that. And one of the things Walker said was, in some ways, you do it by convincing the the fan or the donor that this is a short-term issue, that somebody's going to regulate something in some way, that it's not sustainable, that we just need to do this for one or two more years before this happens or this happens and this happens. And maybe what worries you about it is it's simply, what does that look like? What's next? What is the other side of, 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 of the rainbow? And nobody seems to know the answer to that. I mean, that's what that's what would be, would be bothersome to me if I was in that market. So yeah, no, I, I think I think the really rich donor or the person who gives a ton of money, I think they do what they do and they decide what they want to do. I think that the absolute guy who just goes to the games and maybe has one sports season tickets is is whatever. Um, but it's it's it's, it's where's in the middle of that? That's what would bother you. Mark says, well, if you take the free transfer away, would players sue? I just don't think they have a grounds to sue. I mean, I get the question and I mean, sure, but it's back to the thing. They're voluntarily being NCAA athletes. I mean, whatever would appeal to that, whatever you can't let, I don't know that you can let the players simply go, no, no, we're going to make our own rules, even though all you guys are paying for it. 
You know what I mean? Like that, that's what doesn't make sense to me. The players, they're providing overall money by playing because they make up the product. But at the same time, you can't sue somebody to play to pay you. You can't sue somebody to just change rules of their private organization, at least have a leg to stand on, unless you get again, environment, culture, whatever you want to call it. It's pretty crazy right now. But off the top of my head, that makes no sense. Because when you run that string all the way down, well, my God, then you know, the, the, the thoughts and deals there, you can sue for anything if, if you think that that's the case. Uh, Ole Miss 1952 saying players becoming employees of the university is the only way out. No, players becoming employees of the university kills every other sport on campus. There are taxes involved with that. There's all sorts of stuff involved with that that just simply do not work. When you, when you go down the road of players becoming employees, the athletic departments can't afford it. It doesn't work. There is so much red tape in every way that that would be the death of the sport is players becoming employees without when I say catastrophic changes. I mean, coaches dropping 60, 70 percent of their salaries. I mean, stuff that we're just nowhere near the situation for right now. Um, the, the, the red tape involved with with employees just absolutely does not work. It really doesn't at that point. So anyway. Take a quick break to tell you about Heavenly Sunshine Property Services. I'd like to take the opportunity to remind you about the importance of taking care of your outdoor living spaces. Regular maintenance is the key to preserving the beauty and integrity of your home or business. And one of the most effective ways to maintain your home is through power washing. Some of the key benefits include increased curb appeal, damage prevention, creating a healthier environment. It also saves you time and money. They've been serving the Mid-South and Oxford for four decades. Their full-service commercial residential property maintenance includes power washing, soft wash, roof cleaning, facade cleaning, and window cleaning. Don't wait until it's too late. Contact Heavenly Sunshine today. Enjoy a brighter, cleaner outdoor living space. That's the website, heavenlysunshine.com. Or call 662-342-1203 to book your free estimate. Use the code MPW10 for a 10% discount. Podcast also brought to you by Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. Everything from the uh, New Orleans Stop Barbecue, one of my favorites, to the Signature and much more. You can use code RG, use code RG, 25% off with Prime Shrimp. Also, if there's a Rouse's nearby, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, and anywhere else, you can get it in brick and mortar locations, but let them mail it to you. It gets there quickly. Fewer than 10 minutes, freezer to plate with Prime Shrimp for restaurant quality shrimp and a variety of flavors. So remember code RG for 25% off with PrimeShrimp.com. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. All items start at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid. That's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville as well as Memphis. Uh, some locations in Indiana and more coming soon that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking uh, to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for your next play. It's GameChangerPatch.com. Promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Um, best socks you'll ever put on your feet are dead socksy. They've got the no-shows. They've got the uh, traditional socks, NIL-themed socks uh, that give back to Ole Miss Athletics. All of those at deadsoxy.com. Uh, promo code REBELGROVE at checkout for 25% off all non-licensed products. 
Uh, we're brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle based in Jackson, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in uh, multiple states as well. They provide detailed specialized investment investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. And we're brought to you by John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Get in touch with John if you're planning a trip, you want a, a vacation that to be one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. Get in touch with John. Just give him some parameters. Give him a budget, and he will uh, give you some options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Did you uh, check out Otani K-10 hitting a couple home runs last night? Yeah, I did. did you um, that? Yeah, I, 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 I'm trying not to. I'm trying to consume less Otani because I the, the the more that he does and the more that I realize that he's the best in the world ever, maybe the best baseball player ever, and that he's a free agent at the end of the season and the franchise that I cheer for won't offer him anything legitimate. <laughs> it just it's not. He did crack a nail on his finger last night, so he's human. Yeah, I mean, he's – look, right now he's the best player in the game. And maybe right now he's having the best season in the history of the game. You think about how big of a statement that is. A lot of really great baseball. Leads the league in homers. I mean, a lot of great baseball players have played baseball. Very few have ever done what sure. he's doing. Maybe no one's ever done what he is doing. Is what he's doing really helpful for Cagliano next year? Sure. Sure. Two-way players getting more potentially in vogue, or is it seen as an anomaly because he is so good? Both. I mean, you have to be special to do what he's doing. I mean, the level of preparation to prepare to pitch a Major League Baseball game, both mentally, physically, the level of preparation as a hitter to get ready to hit major league pitching. There's a lot there. Not, not everybody can do this just because, Hey, I was a great hitter in high school. It doesn't mean, you know, you're, you're going to be a great hitter and look at college. There are very few two way players in college. It's, there's a lot of preparation involved, but no, I mean, look, he's paved the way he's shown people. how. here's how you do it. You'd love to see this in a postseason. That's what you'd love. I mean, this this guy pitching and hitting fourth in a postseason game. I mean, I, I think I think the country would notice it more, and we talk about it more. But he's he's amazing. Yeah. So to to answer your question, yeah. I mean, if you're you know if you're caggling on, I mean, this is there's a a blueprint. I mean, diff, very difficult to pull it off, but yeah, it can be done. People won't. Readily just dismiss it now when a guy shows that he can pitch at a really high level and hit bombs too. Yeah, I mean, Cags has got the first strikes. I mean, he's got a hell of a live arm, but it goes everywhere. Um, yeah, you saw that I mean, the other night. Yeah. Uh, Angels currently in the last wild card spot. They are a half game ahead of the Blue Jays and one game ahead of the Astros. Um, in that, so, in the thick of it. The Orioles, who are in yeah. good shape, they're five and a half up. 
They are uh, the Angels are in that spot where, frankly, over the next six weeks, if I'm if I'm ownership, I need this to either go really well or really poorly. Don't sit here on the cusp and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, because if I'm if I'm going to lose him, I've got to get some. I've I've decided that if I'm going to lose him, I've got to get something for him. I've got to make people get into a. Can you imagine the bidding war for Shohei Otani? Pretty severe. I mean, here, take the prospects, take them all. I've, I've got to get something for it, and so the only way I do that is to trade him at the deadline, and I've got to make that decision here in about three weeks. There's such a price tag that it actually doesn't make sense for a number of franchises. No, and there aren't many that I would be curious to see what what you'd get for just two months guaranteed of Shohei Otani. I don't know. You know, I mean, what organizations would look at this analytically and go, "This is stupid." I mean, is he if, if we can re-sign him? Yeah, sure. But if we can't, it's not worth it. Not and yet at the same time. There would be a lot of pressure from fan bases if you put him on the market and you're the Dodgers, for example, and you find out that the Braves and the Phillies are putting together these packages for Shohei Otani, and you're the Dodgers. Can you afford to let him get away from a fan standpoint? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. I don't know. Uh, all right, this is the Blade thing. So we're going to talk about it. The uh, college football season data-driven top 25 this is coming from um, Austin Mock. His, uh, his model for the uh, 2023 season says that uh, it takes into account play-by-play data from every game from, I guess I'm assuming, last season, but also factors in returning production, recruiting rankings, and transfers. For now, it relies on projections. But as the season starts, the games will become a more important factor in the formula. That's nice. Uh, it's a couple things here because, one, I get it's data-driven and all that stuff, but we still have no idea what any of this looks like. So it's a complete late-June content item. Oh, so it's 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 defi- Grain of salt is not even the word for what this is, okay? So it's, let's, it's definitely – Let's it's, lead with that. Yeah, it's definitely a June – Late June summer content item. No question. Yeah, it's it's interesting, and you put a little different spin on it, so I went, huh, okay, cool. But beyond that, I don't know. Um, run through the top 25, Georgia, Alabama. I know we're all shocked there. And he did point out there is a big gap between Georgia and Alabama, even at 1-2, um, and then had kind of Alabama, Michigan, and Ohio State in a group. Um, Penn State at number five is interesting in this. Yeah. Penn State number five. I still don't know. I, I I don't know enough about. I haven't I haven't begun the deep dives into anything yet. I'm 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 going to start turning my attention to football probably next week. I, I haven't. I'll be honest. I, the the I, I made this joke in ten thoughts. Like Andy Staples was talking the other day, but he was on vacation and he was going back during his vacation and watching old football games from last year. I'm like, I don't know that I believe you, and and. <laughs> And if you are, you are just far more dedicated to it than I am. I, I don't know that I could go back and watch a college football game from last year right now. I, 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 when are you watching for something? I, I, I don't know. Are you writing about Georgia TCU and you go, okay, I need to see that. And okay. What yeah, what was that? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't, I don't know that I'm that involved. I don't know that I'm that ingrained. And if I went back and watched Ole Miss games from last year to get something for this year, the, the team's going to be so different. What am I? What am I getting? Unless I'm focusing on an individual player. 
Yeah, I think the only benefit would be to literally go, okay, I need to watch Jackson Dart again. So I'm going to go through and I'm just going to watch Jackson Dart play and kind of see what I think in hindsight. And even to do that well, I need I, I would need to watch it with somebody who could tell me, okay, here's what we were asking him to do, and this is what he did right. or he didn't do. I mean, just me watching on my own with no more information, I don't know that I'd really glean anything from it. Because right. I've already done that. I watched the games live, and then I, I watched all but one replayed. That's true. LSU uh, 6, Tennessee 7, Texas at number 8 feels high. Florida feels State really high. 9, and USC at 10. So Texas feels high. I'm going to be honest. I think LSU is undersold here. It's 6. At 6. I think LSU is finishing in the top 5. That means you think LSU is better than Alabama. I have decided. You think they're occupying the number two spot in the SEC? Yes, I think LSU is going to win the West. Okay. I mean, well, you know, I mean, they have a run right now of coaches winning national titles in their second season. Yeah, I know. Mulkey, Jay Johnson. I don't think they're winning a national title, but I think they're going to be in the mix. I think they're really, really good. They, they don't have, they don't have any big flaw. And everybody goes, well, they won a bunch of close games last year. Well, so did everybody not named Georgia. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, people played close games. Georgia didn't, but everybody else did. Okay, I get that. No, I'm, I'm fine with that. I mean, Tennessee from a, a little high from a pure talent standpoint, given the. Here's my thing with Alabama, and I've said this a few times, and I've got to work through this in my mind. Like, where where do we go from here? I'm not I'm not super impressed with the offensive coordinator hire that Alabama made, and I know what I saw in Bryce Young. Like, I've always been. I think you'll give me credit for this. I've always been very consistent in people. Are, people have done things like, why don't you guys do more X X and O background? Uh, breakdowns and why don't y'all do more talent breakdowns and stuff because I'm not a football scout I don't know I don't know the intricacies of stuff I don't know exactly what it is that they're trying to do but I do know greatness when I see it when it just jumps off the field the way that it does and with Bryce Young when you watched that game last year objectively and then again on television the reason Ole Miss didn't beat Alabama last year in Oxford was because they had Bryce Young and Ole Miss didn't that's why they won. He won. He won the game. Otherwise, it was pretty even. And if you take Bryce Young off the field, and they did, he's going to play for Carolina this year, not Alabama, and you replace him with an average quarterback, and I think that's what they're doing, I think some of those close games that they won last year, they're not going to win this year. I mean, if I had a hot take and I guess save this one, so if I'm bad wrong, everybody can throw it in my face. It, Alabama people will remember it for 20 years if I do. Um, I think there's a better chance Alabama finishes third in the West than they finish first. Okay. No, I mean, I, I, I'm not completely off of that. Um, they still have such a high blue chip ratio. They do. And, there's, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not the guy that goes, hey, the, the, the dynasty is dead. I don't think it is. They're still recruiting at a really high level. Their average star recruits four. There aren't many people yeah. that get that. No, they're they're still they're still elite. But it's been my experience 
that when you have to replace a special quarterback and you do it with kind of an average quarterback, that you take a step back. And they played a lot of close games last year that they won. And the one in Oxford was a great example. They won that game late. They came back from two scores down because they had Bryce Young. Mm -hmm. He willed them to win. Oregon at 11, Washington at 12, Clemson at 13, Utah at 14, A&M at 15. Um, the interesting one is A&M because even in the mock, it says that – or even in this, this – his name is mock. I keep calling it a mock ranking. Um, they're predicting A&M at 8-4. and 8-4 and four is a little tricky in College Station. <laughs> With that schedule, 8-4 and four would – mean they were a pretty good team but look no, there's no doubt about that but he's look, getting paid a lot of money not to be eight and four. yeah the, but you know these sec teams man i mean the schedules are so weird and everybody plays each other and everybody's like who do you feel here's, here's my question for you if i said to you who do you feel safe in saying they're gonna be a bad team the whole the whole league which teams, if I told you, you got you to gotta put money on this team sucking? Which ones? What is sucking? Just when you watch them play, they suck. They're, they're one in seven kind of league team. Two and six, one and seven. Two wins or less in the SEC. Who do you feel confident saying, yeah, that's, that's who they are? Vanderbilt? It's Vanderbilt, and after that, you could easily be wrong on anybody. Yeah, I mean, if I told you the, if I if to- that's the standard, yeah, hundred percent. Okay, so here's the here's the here's the mind exercise, the thought exercise. If I tell you these teams are winning three or four SEC games, do you buy it? Ready? Yeah, sure. Okay, Mississippi State. Yeah, three is doable. Sure. Arkansas. Sure. Missouri. I thought about it, but they're always a little better than I give them credit for being. Okay. Florida. You know, honestly, that might be the team I pick. Okay. To, to be to be less than three wins? Yeah. If you just told okay. me what, there's a random one that we missed somewhere, Florida could have a really crappy team. Okay. So you're, you're, you're proving our point, though. If, yeah. No, I'm proving the point. I mean, yeah. I just picked the team that sure. obviously could also go five and three in the league and whatever. But so. if all of those teams I just named win three SEC games, okay? Mississippi State wins three, Arkansas wins three, Missouri wins three, Florida wins three. Then you get into the group that, hey, if I told you these teams win four games in the league, would you buy it? Ole Miss. Sure. Kentucky. Sure. Tennessee. Oh, yeah, definitely. Texas A&M. Sure. If all of that happens... There aren't going to be many teams that are six and two or better. There's just too many losses to, to factor in mathematically. You run into a bad a bad day, a bad week, whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, so run into a team where played above its head. My point is that Texas A and M could be a pretty good team and still go eight and four. Ole Miss could be a pretty good team and still go eight and four. Tennessee could be a pretty good team and still go eight and four. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose games. Unless you're really, really Alabama could be a really good team and go nine and three.
which is why all these win losses, as we said, are somewhere in that seven, eight range. But again, winning number still sticks out so much that eight and four in college station will feel like a complete loss and it shouldn't be the case, but it's the way, absolutely the way it's going to feel. Cause seven and five could end up getting him close to fire. Oh, I think seven and five gets eight him. and four. You're only one off that. Yeah. The, the, the optics of eight and four. And I think the, in the, the, the national landscape, eight and four would have them ranked around 15th, 16th in the country. I don't, I don't know that they're firing him for that, but they're not happy with him. And yet that's probably, no. it's probably an accomplishment. If uh, you're looking for a place in Oxford for a company dinner or a festive party event, OPA can accommodate up to 200 guests. It's Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square. Fabulous food, great craft libations as well. For catering or booking information, contact Jeannie, 601-421-7147. We're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency, connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, they can help you in a multitude of fields, regardless of your experience level. And if your company is looking to hire a quality, hard-to-find talent, service specialists can help as well. Payment of service solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You've got nothing to lose, so give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the uh, beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. Schedule your appointment today. Take your first step toward a better version of yourself at CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi, Two sand rings, grass ring, miles of wooded trails. There's a lot to be offered at Southern Traditions. Horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons to advanced lessons to competing at nationally recognized competitions and more. To learn more, go to uh, Facebook or Instagram and look them up at Southern Traditions Farm. <clears throat> On a projected wins for 2023 using this formula, uh, he has Georgia at 10.9 wins, uh, Alabama 10.1 LSU 8.8. You'd go way over that, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, I go way over there. I'm 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 Tennessee 8.8. I go Texas over on 9. Tennessee. 1. Uh Florida State 9.7, just a really interesting team. Yeah, for sure. Um just where that's at. Uh here's what the the, the interesting thing is Georgia is taking up so much conference title bandwidth that they they're a 50% favorite to win the conference championship. It gives Alabama a 30%. It gives LSU an 8% and Tennessee a 6.9% just from an SEC standpoint there. Okay. Um, they're the teams that I mentioned. A&M, they have them at 7.8 wins for the season. So Where do they have Ole Miss? Right about the same, right? Number 16, 7.3 wins. Yeah, I mean, if you're putting the odds on Ole Miss. Seven and a half. Seven and, if, if you're looking for the sweet spot as an odds maker, seven and a half is the win total. Yeah, that's that, seven point three is their projection. That's the right number if you're betting because you'll get about half the juice on over and about half on under. And everything we've talked about continues to be the case. I mean, you talk about how good the league is. 
how everybody's getting paid a lot of money. If Lane Kiffin beats every team that he makes more money than their head coach, Ole Miss goes eight and four. They yep. still lose four games. Yeah. Kirby, Nick, Brian, Jimbo. So yeah. that's it. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, and people will bitch. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. <clears throat> the crazy thing. I say crazy. It's just interesting. Is if in a scenario where Ole Miss goes eight and four, at the end of the season, there's going to be a lot of fans that are like, because eight and four means four and four in the league. They're going to look at yeah. it and go, that's not what we're paying for. And the answer is, well, it kind of is. Mm-hmm. Kind of is what you're paying for. Yeah. If, yeah. If down salary lines, it's exactly what you paid for. And if everybody's. Now you're also paying for the occasional <laughs> upside. Yeah. Wayne would argue he gave, he gave two years ago. Yeah. Oklahoma, uh, 8.8 wins this year, number 19. Auburn, 7.2 wins at number 20. Interesting one there. A That's bit. a fascinating one. The Tigers roster is very um, – hmm. But here's the uh, thing. Here's the thing. If if that's right and Auburn wins seven games, yeah. th- that's somebody, whether it's Ole Miss or LSU or Texas A&M or somebody lost a game, losing a game, lost a game they thought they were winning. Yeah, 100%. Because we, we do this deal with, with Ole Miss. It's, it's really interesting to me. People say, well, Ole Miss is going 8-4. and 8-4 four. Oh, and four is the floor. And I'm not arguing here, by the way. I'm just, I always think this is an interesting thought exercise. Okay, so you're 8-4 and four is the floor. You're basically guaranteeing wins over Arkansas and Auburn in that scenario. And, frankly, Mississippi State. Three teams that traditionally you don't beat all the time. It's well, it, sure. it's an interesting mental exercise. So you're assuming those wins. Otherwise, you're assuming an upset because winning at Alabama is going to be an upset. Winning at Georgia will be an upset. Beating LSU at home is probably an upset this year. So that doesn't leave you a lot of room with all the other games. Texas A&M, Auburn, Arkansas, Mississippi State. You're assuming... In that scenario, you're assuming three and one in those games. Right. That's true. I mean, because look, last year they kind of hit the number. They just didn't go about it the way we thought they'd go about it. That's what it shows you. I mean, things happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, well, they, or, they, they did what I thought they would do. They just, like, like you said, they, I thought they would lose to Kentucky and beat Arkansas. Instead, it was flipped. And I didn't think they'd lose to Mississippi State. And I guess I thought right. maybe they'd lose a different. I, I thought, I guess going into the season, I thought they would lose at Texas A&M and beat Mississippi State at home. And they flipped that. But, I mean, uh, I, I think most of us kind of, I, I remember picking eight and four last year. I thought they'd yeah, go eight and four. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, both of us have been impressed with Jonathan Smith has done at Oregon State. They're at 21, projected to go eight and four out of the Pac-12 this year. Yeah, I, I think we're um, underselling them there. Missouri at 22, 7.7 projected wins. See, here's the thing with Missouri is you 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 have to go back if if you're valuing last season, I think you have to go back and look at just how close they came to having a really good year. Mm-hmm. And yet we do this narrative on them of, well, they suck. Did you watch them cuz they really didn't suck? They weren't great. But they didn't suck. 
there's there's several teams like that in the league that like South Carolina was pretty good at the end. Missouri was pretty good at times last year. Um, Arkansas was weird. They lost a couple of close games that could have completely changed the way that we view them. There's just a lot there. I, I, it's why I think, I think the the A and M people that are going ten wins. I'm like, man, you you you're you're that's rich. Mm-hmm. Kansas State twenty three seven point eight life without Deuce Vaughn. Uh, Wisconsin at twenty four eight point eight wins. There shows you the difference in the the conferences a little bit too. Eight point eight wins on the uh, twenty four team, and then twenty five Kentucky. 6.8 wins projected for the uh, Wildcats. Um, Ole Miss, not Ole Miss, the SEC leads the um, country in uh, teams listed in this. Uh, in this, I think they have I had it here a second ago. Seven, nine, nine teams listed. The Big Ten top heavy. They have three of the top five, but only four overall. Oh, so yeah. a little bit of uh, top heaviness there in the uh, in the Big Ten. Because if you'll notice. I uh, I did not say the Iowa Hawkeyes. Oh, I noticed. Okay, just saying. Again, no. it's June. It's late June. It's if if that's maybe some bulletin board fodder up there in Iowa City, perhaps. Um, and I was not flashy. I'm not going to get a lot of pre, you know, not a lot of buzz early. Not going to be the bell of the ball in the offseason. No. When you're as bad as they were on offense last year, it's hard to go, hey, hey, they're going to go win nine when games. When your offensive coordinator has a known public number he has to reach to keep his job. Yeah. It's probably not a good sign. Probably not. I mean, the, the number of sites that are going to do this Farron's road to whatever that number is is going to be hilarious as the season moves forward. Because people 200 do hundred points or two hundred whatever points or whatever. Unless you watched them a lot last year, and I did, um, you don't realize how good that defense was. And then in the draft, would they have three guys go first round or whatever? I mean, you know they they were legit. They just their offense was horrific. Their quarterback play was deplorable. That I mean, you give them an average offense last year, and they win ten games. Yeah. Will uh, you flip on the NHL draft at all tonight? Probably not. Um, no. I, I mean, I know the Bedard going to the Blackhawks is a monster seismic night in the NHL, sort of akin to Wimbenyama going number one to the Spurs last week. But after that, I wouldn't be able to name a single person. Yeah, I think that's more than uh, more than fair there. So, uh, Okay. Well, I hope everybody uh, enjoys their day. Be back with you uh, tomorrow for another edition of the show. So take care. In the meantime, rebelgrove.com, and we will talk to you on Thursday. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.